And when I think of unwrapping uh, presents, I think of the way our house does it, or the way it looks at our house. And um, when you when you unwrap, there are some different ways you can do it. And we like to just have paper everywhere, just like everywhere so that when it's done it's like oh my gosh we're like i remember as a kid just feeling like i'm in a like an ocean of yeah first world problems here we have ocean of like <laughs> just wall uh just wrapping paper because there's so much paper from so many presents and boxes everywhere and it's just fun right um it's a wonder at christmas um, how much time we take wrapping our presents because it happens so quick that they're unwrapped. I don't know, in your family, if you take turns, um, I would go crazy if you like everyone just starts opening presents. We take turns. We have someone that says, okay, well, what is Santa bring you? Okay, this is to Jean. Okay, here you go, Jean. Not that Jean has been at my house on Christmas morning, but you could. You could be. <laughs> And um, we take our time, but we but you wrap you wrap the presents, and it takes so long to wrap them. And my wife does like a beautiful job wrapping p presents. I have to uh, redeem myself. Last week, I she said I talked bad about the way we um, the way we take gifts back. And I want to tell you. Let me just write a, uh, say a disclaimer about taking gifts back. We have one person that we take gifts back from often. It's known that Cynthia's mom, she doesn't listen to the messages, so I don't have to worry. She'll be here tomorrow, but she um, gives us gifts knowing that we'll take them back. So that's the only one that we do that with. I just want to say that. But Cynthia, is you do have a really beautiful job of wrapping presents. They're always really pretty. Yeah, it's not really a, like... It's not, I know it's not going to score many points, but you do. She has beautiful, beautiful bows. And when I wrap presents, I wish I had a picture of the present I wrapped for Jaden because I like to try to just take the paper that's extra and like use it. And I think it's because it, there's big pieces that don't even get used. So I just think, right? And I even made a little J on it with some of the paper because we had some extra paper. I take some time in what I do, but anyways, what is my point? All this talk about unwrapping gifts makes me think about a present um, God gives us, and that's the gift of peace. Um, God gives us a gives gives us peace to unwrap as a gift. Here, here's where I wanted to bring it back in. I wanted to bring it all back around. And sometimes we rip off the paper when and we let me just read it. We tear off the paper so quickly in excitement or selfishness, or uh, a need to have something bigger or something louder that we move on to the next gift. And worse than that, we may lose sight in the middle of the shiny paper of what the gift was that God gave us. We'll go for one thing Christmas time. We Here's the gift of peace. Jesus says this to us. It just it's, it's here for your taking. Just receive it. Just take it. Just open it. Just enjoy it. In fact, I make the whole, the holiday last a whole month right after Thanksgiving. You have this time to be thankful. You have this time to just experience peace. Yet we say, oh, I got to hurry up because I got to get to this store because I have to buy this thing so I can get to this party because if I don't have this sweater or if I don't have this thing, I just might not make it and it just might not. And then the next day gets more quick and more furious and more fast and we 
all are we're doing it all in the in the hopes of oh I just got to be ready for Christmas because Christmas is coming really quick I got to hurry up and get ready and then the next day we're even busier and in the midst of it we don't ever really get ready for Christmas and it's not Christmas day that I'm talking about it's just in life we don't get we don't experience the peace and it has not so much to do with gifts and so much to do with lights and so much to do with presents and so much to do with decorations as it has to do with Christmas has to do with taking moments in our day to experience peace. Not just Christmas, but every day of our life is supposed to be lived with moments of peace in our day. And when the world or when our community or when our friends or when our neighbors or when our relatives see, man, something about Jimmy and Marjorie. Did you know all the things they dealt with this year? But they still have peace. That's what they need to see. I don't want to sound like a Hallmark movie by talking this way, but that's, it's the truth. It's the word of God. I want to read a scripture to you. Uh, Brother Randy read it already. I want to read just the part of it. And to prove to you that it's not just something you find in a Hallmark movie, and that is the part of Isaiah when it says, Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. I'll emphasize what I want to say here. And the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, of the greatness of his government and peace. There is no end. There's not a point where God says, oh, you know what? I gave you peace in January last year, then once again in March because you needed it in February, remember? Yeah. And so now I'm kind of tapped out of peace. I don't have any more peace to give you. I, I, I you know, what happened in June with the family and the whatnot and what have you and this and that, right? So I'm out of peace. No, it says of his peace there will be no end. Today, I want to entitle our message, Unwrapping Christmas, the Gift of Peace. Look in your Bible at um, an awesome peace verse. It's in Philippians. If you don't have a Bible, you can look at the screen. Um, this is going to be in the New King James Version, just because I think a lot of you use that. I should take a survey and see, but it, it, uh, Philippians 4, chapter, or chapter 4, verse 6 through 7, it says this, Folks, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. I have this circled in my Bible. This is one of those, you, could, you don't even have to be spiritual to circle this scripture in your Bible. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now, this is not my Bible. This is Cynthia's, and it is circled, and it says February 20th, 1996. This was when she was trying to decide if she should say yes to marry me, I think. No. This was, uh, it was when we were looking for, at our first appointment where we were going to go, but this, 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 uh, met this verse uh, kind of explains what we need to do to receive peace in our life. Let's pray. Lord, we love you today. Uh, we pray right now, uh, not just for each person in this room, but for me as I uh, deliver what you have for me to say today. I pray that you would speak through my words. Um, 
uh, I just know I've been around long enough that I can't do it on my own. I need your help. I need your Holy Spirit to guide me, to lead me. I thank you for this family of believers. I thank you for believers who have been Christians for years and years and years and those who are just discovering you and that we all are together in this. And I thank you that the way that you've uh, woven us together in Jesus' name, amen. I want to ask you a question today when we were talking about the wrapping paper. Are you the type of family that, um, that cleans it up as you go? You don't have to answer out loud. You can answer to yourself or to your, do you, or do you, do you like, you have a bag and you're like, oh, you got a present. Okay, let me have the paper. Let me just put it in here so it's nice and clean. I could see Pastor Chappie doing that. Is that you? Is that you? Oh, that's a great picture. Oh, let me have the wrapping paper. Don't drop it to the ground. Let me just take it and throw it away. Are you the kind that just lets it go everywhere? Now, the truth is, I, um, like it everywhere, and I said how I remember as a kid it was so nice, but I am kind of the kind that person that likes to clean it up, which um, it's not allowed at our house to clean it up early, but I'll, I'll clean up as much as I can just so that, you know, because you don't want to lose a present in the middle of all the wrapping paper. I, I could see us picking it all up and throwing it away. So I like say, oh, well, let me have your gift. I'll put it over here to the side and your gifts are over here. You know, that's just me. I don't know. I don't know what your family's like. Um, this doesn't have anything to do with um, your relationship with Jesus. <laughs> I just want you to know that. But um, I am going to relate it to your relationship with Jesus right now. What we do spiritually with the wrappings and the surroundings and the excess of our lives does affect our ability to enjoy and celebrate life and enjoy uh, holidays like Christmas. Let me say it another way, maybe a more simple way. What Jesus came to earth to bring was a life full of his presence. And I mean a double, double meaning here. A life full of his presence. That's what he came to bring he wants us to experience the presence that we've talked about, love that makes us more than conquerors, and joy that brings us supernatural strength when we need it, and an amazing peace that passes our understanding and guards our hearts and minds. The beginning of the Christmas story does not sound like he came to bring peace. I want to read just the first five verses in Luke chapter 2. Verse 1 through 5, we kind of read it and we kind of um, don't realize what, what is it about? Why did they even include this in, in, the, in the narrative? And I have a, a theory on what, why they included it. It says this, And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered or other words, taxed. This census took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth. It sounds so poetic. Into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Because he was of the house and lineage of David. He was his great, 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 great uncle, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, which means he uh, is 
pretty much signed the document that says we're married now. I know we're pregnant already, but we're married now. And um, don't ask questions and don't criticize me. Who was already with child, right? We talked last week about how awkward that was in itself. That, of course, nothing happened between them, but she was pregnant. Oh, God got me pregnant. Oh, my gosh, Joseph was so embarrassed. It was not a moment of peace in the world. And to put on top of that, Luke first, Luke 2, 1 through 5 talks about how they, the uh, government decided, you know what, I want a, more, more money, so we're going to tax you again. And not only are we going to tax you again, but we're going to require you to all go to where you used to live. This is not an easy thing for people. What if they did that today? You go to Wichita, Kansas, where you were born. We're going to tax you, and you got to go there so we make sure that we count you for your taxes. So uh, go there. It, it was just, it was, the, the, the country was in turmoil. This was not a good thing. This was violent. People were saying, I'm not going to do it. The soldiers were, were coercing them. They probably people were killed. We're not doing, we're not going back. This is not fair. It was not a good time. Yet, this is what Jesus uses. This is what God uses to put as the setting for his government of peace. This seems like a small detail, but why is it there? And I would say, I would submit to you, uh, maybe it's there because, um, you know, there had been 500 years where things were not good in the world. God didn't even say one thing. Now, Larry, you may say God doesn't speak to me all the time, but you hear God. Everyone hears God a little bit. The Holy Spirit speaks to you a little bit, a little whisper. You know God is there. You're, you walk outside and you see the snow and you think it's because of the snow, but God speaks through nature to us and he reminds us he's there. People had not sensed uh, uh, even a whisper from God from five, for 500 years. No preachers, no prophets. It was not good. So God decides in the midst of this 500 years, that he would bring a child to earth who would bring peace that would be of no end. But, but, that peace was wrapped not in a beautiful box like you might wrap, Cynthia, but it was wrapped in a whole nother box of tangled lights and, and faded ribbon that you think would never be unraveled. What was Jesus thinking coming to earth as a, as a baby in the middle of a time when, when people were at unrest? Well, let me explain. This is, a very kind of, this is the very kind of story God loves to enter into. That's what our message has been about every week, is that, is that it's what makes his story not just history but it makes it his story because his story to us is um, for a reason. His story to us right here was for a reason. He didn't do this, oh, no, I shouldn't have come into the world in this time. This is a bad time. What was I thinking? No, he always had something he wants to teach us, and his story teaches us something. It says this, I know your story is in a setting right now where maybe you're not completely, perfectly peaceful, 
But you know what? I come into a world like that. I come into your world. I come into, he comes into my world. He comes into my setting. And his story becomes my story. Yeah, it sounds poetic, but it's true. Because if this story here in Chris, at Christmas time, Luke chapter 2, the Charlie Brown's special quotes, if this story is just a story, a cute little story about Peter Cottontail that hopping down the bunny tree, then it would not mean anything to us. It would be a nice holiday that we celebrate and then it's over. But there's something special about it because it relates to us and it says to us, I will become Emmanuel. I will come into your lives. I will be God with you right where you're at and I will be your peace. Every scripture in the Bible has a reason. The Bible is here for us to apply to our lives. And it says, um, it says here that God came into a world of peace or came into a world of turmoil to bring us peace. So in Bethlehem, Christ was born. It brought a silent night in the midst of a violent world. How many of you, don't raise your hand, but have had a silent, suppose, you know, we sing the song, silent night, holy night, all is calm. It was not calm. I've had many nights that weren't so silent. In fact, even at Christmas Eve, I've had many nights, not many, but I've had last year, I had a Christmas Eve that was not silent. It was probably our worst Christmas Eve, probably was, because we knew we were supposed to come to New Song. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we were in the hospital with Jaden, and I, didn't ex I, didn't, I hadn't experienced um, the problems with Jaden that we were having. And so I wasn't sure if it was going to... I, I started counting my Christmases with them. I started thinking, what if I don't have very many? What if this could be my last Christmas with Jaded? It was, it was sad. We're sitting in a hospital on Christmas Eve. That's no fun. But um, in the midst of there, in the midst of the unrest, it was a silent night. There was peace. I would testify, and it would sound good to say it, but it's true. We felt, we felt a peace it passed our understanding because my understanding said, oh no, he, he, he may not make it. I really felt that way. You know how fear gets in and you start thinking, you know, this, this is not good. Um, but the hopes and fears of all the years are met in Jesus, right? In the tonight, as, this, as the song says, not the scripture, but the song you got to wonder how Jesus did it. The government was truly on a baby's shoulders, yet the gentle Prince of Peace, although still a baby, brought comfort to the world. Unwrapping Christmas is so much deeper than a romantic narrative. It is unwrapping uh, a person that became God, that was God and became a person and dwelt among us. And today, I just want to submit a couple of things to you. We're going to do something in a few minutes. We're going to write some letters to, to Jesus. Uh, but before we do, I want, to, I want to just submit just a little acronym I created myself, by the way. And it is, how do we experience the peace he came to bring? Oh, good. Finally, something to tell me how to do it. Now, there's not a how-to to, to experience peace. 
But here, here's, here's what I came up with, and, it, and it's based on Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. And that scripture says, I'll just read it to you. It says this, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. You keep him or her in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. There's a song that I love. I could sing it for you. It's by Andre Crouch. I don't know if you ever heard it, but it's like, keep your mind, keep your mind stayed on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep your mind, keep your, does anyone know it? <laughs> yeah. I just thought of it. Keep your mind in perfect peace. If you only keep your mind stayed on me. It would sound better from Andre Crouch, but I'm using the word stay as my acronym. S stands for still. Be still. Some of my clearest moments have been when nothing else is going on around me, when I'm just still before the Lord. As a family, in a family, it's hard to have a still moment, isn't it? But there are times, and there are times maybe I'll just shut my door, and it'll even seem kind of rude probably to the kids or whatever, but I just got to have some stillness. And when you have stillness, um, you, can, you can find some peace. S is still. T is thankfulness or thank him. Be thankful. As soon as you get out of being thankful, you get out of being peaceful. Philippians 4 explains that to us. Present your request. The peace of God will come when thanksgiving is a part of it. So be thankful. I can't, I'm tired of my mom, I'm tired of my kids, I'm tired of my job, I'm tired of whatever, I can't afford the blah, blah, blah. And you just start to say, well, thank you, God, for what I have. And then peace starts to return. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my health. Thank you for my friends. Thank you that I'm not like that person. <laughs> you know, you think thankfulness, it brings peace. A, S is still, T is thankfulness, A is ask. Philippians 4 Six through seven says, present your requests to me. Pastor Chappie said it earlier, you ask. Ephesians 3.20, it's perfect. You ask, God will give it. Well, wait, he hasn't given me everything in my life. Well, it, sometimes God knows what you need and what you don't need. Sometimes you ask for the wrong things. But you know, when you ask for peace, I bet you that he'll bring some peace your way. Why yield stands for yield. This town doesn't understand yield. Oh my gosh. I'm from, I'm from, well, I lived in Los Angeles a long time and they say the drivers are crazy there. I just thought of this right now. This doesn't, but that, it does. It works. In LA, you yield. I mean, that's part of driving. I mean, you date, you look dangerous, but if you're, if you yield, you, everyone, everyone has a place. Here, man. Oh my gosh. I'm trying to teach my kid and my son to drive drive good and um, just yield and, and the pe person will let you in, but it doesn't always happen. Sometimes when we, if, if we apply this to our life, if you are like a true Colorado sp springin' or springin', springer, Colorado springer, I like that. That sounds kind of like we're like loose, loose cannon springer, we're a Jerry Springer show, but if you're, um, which I don't even know what that show is. I've never heard of it. I've never seen it. 
Colorado Springer, if, you're, if you don't do this, if you're spiritually not a Colorado Springer and you yield, you will find that you will be able to forgive easier. You will find that you'll be able to accept people easier. You'll, uh, if you don't yield, you'll probably judge. You'll probably, you, you, what, what kind of, what are you, who are you, who do you think you are? Now, how long have you lived, how long have you been a Christian? Have you ever been to, do you even own a Bible? I mean, come on. When you start to yield, someone has a place, and that's the Holy Spirit. He has a place in your life, and you start to act like him. You start to hear what he says, and just yield a little bit, and he'll give you the right words at the right time. He really will. That's good right there. I, I, I just like that point just right there. I was just preaching to myself. That was good. He may say, uh, let's just move on. Will you unwrap the gift of peace in your life? Um, would you get out that paper that, um, that is in your bulletin? It's just a blank, blank sheet. If you don't have one and you need an usher to bring one to you, sorry, ushers, they might raise their hand and they might ask for one. Uh, just raise your hand and they'll be looking. There's pins in, in, the t in the chairs in front of you. We're going to do something in a second. We've been talking the last we three weeks about the gifts God gives us at Christmas. And we all know about Christmas. We know it's just as much about giving as it is getting. In fact, in the giving, we often find more peace. I want to say um, through love, joy, and peace. And we'll just keep, if you need to get your papers, that's the most important thing right now. I'm just stalling for you to get them. Love, joy, and peace, all three things we've talked about. The key to all of those is not like, oh, I got to get some more love. I got to get some more joy. I got to get some more peace. It's giving. When you give, it somehow comes all back around to us. We experience more love when we show love to others. We experience more joy when we express joy. God pours it back into us. It's like a river, isn't it? Like a river. And peace is the same way. Be a peacemaker. Extend that peace to others, and you'll experience peace. Um, you all have a piece of paper, and I thought it'd be a special way to honor uh, the birth of Jesus by, maybe it's like a birthday card to him. Maybe it's a thank you note to Jesus. I don't know if you've ever written a thank you note before, um, but who would be better to write a thank you note to than Jesus? I want you to think of um, something you are thankful for over this last year that really sticks out as, man, something I could not have lived without or I'd not be the same without. I'm going to read you the scripture again. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the result, the gift of peace will surround, will surpass your understanding. It will guard your heart and it will guard your mind in Christ Jesus. It doesn't have to be a long letter. Um, it doesn't have to be written super eloquently. No one's going to read it but God. It's going to be a little note to God. God knows your heart. So he's going he's gonna to know what you're trying to say. So you can go ahead and start writing uh, right now. It could be something very simple. And in just a few minutes, we are going to give offerings to Jesus. 
And like I said, if you're visiting with us, you're like, is this how they do it to get their offerings? I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to our family that has already been a part of the church. You can be a family part too, but um, but um, as a family, we, we know our obligation or our worship, better way to say it, is to give to Jesus. So we, we do that anyway, so I'm talking to you. Um, but when you give your offerings, you're going to put your uh, thank you card in there as well. And I just want you to make this gift special um, atta- because it's going to be attached to what you're thankful for this last year. Or maybe it's something that you're, um, you're like, man, I don't know what to be thankful for this year. Well, you got some problems. No, I'm just kidding. You may, maybe you can't think of something you're thankful for. What are, you, what are you hoping God does this next year in your life? What are you thanking him for in advance? Larry, would you grab that uh, bucket right there? Put it right here. I want to um, encourage you with a word, uh, one word from the, the story of the wise men. Um, the wise men in their giving, in their worship to Jesus, what were an example. There's nothing that's in the Christmas story that's not there on purpose. And there's a lot of things we can learn from the wise men. But here's one thing that I had not noticed um, until I studied it out. And it's very interesting. First of all, do you know that the wise men weren't there when Jesus was born, which most of you do? If you don't, then you're not a real Christian. I'm just kidding. But they're a great example of worship and generosity and thankfulness in their giving. And it says in Matthew chapter 2, verse 11, on coming to the manger, no, it says on coming to the house, they saw the child with his mom and they bowed down and worshiped him. They bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And as I studied that and I looked at what theologians say, we often overlook some of the meaning that was there. And that bowing down, the word bow down literally meant to fall. And most people couldn't do that, but I can do it. So I wanted to show you. They fell when they saw a kid, a toddler in this house. They literally, these royal people who were very sophisticated, probably like the shepherds were the least sophisticated. These are representation representation of probably the most sophisticated in society at the time. And they literally fell on the ground in front of a toddler because they were so overwhelmed in worship and honor at just, I don't know what it was about him. It was because he was Emmanuel, right? They had walked or they had traveled not on camels, probably more likely they were on uh, horses, probably like stallions. They were rich guys. They took these stallions across the country for nine months and probably until they found Jesus. They jump off of their horses. They come into the house and they literally fall down. And it says they opened their treasures before him and then they presented 
gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, what I, what I studied for a while and I think could be true, it's not for sure, but the, a lot of people say that um, when they open their treasures, that meant their treasury. Because on their trip, they carried their gifts, but they also brought along a treasury, which was uh, enough money to sustain them for uh, 18 months. Or like if the trip was going to take nine months, they take double. So they, in case something happened. And in those 18 months, if they needed it, they had a treasury. They had some money. They're wise men. They're rich. And I can imagine, and they had bodyguards with them carrying this treasury. That is a, for a fact. And we sometimes we look at them as these men that just walk like this and are old and like decrepit and hardly can stand it but they had their bodyguards with them and maybe this is how it went they opened their treasury and they said you know what you're also getting your gold frankincense and myrrh but you're also getting what we have and i can imagine the bodyguard saying we gotta we gotta get home and they were so overwhelmed as they fell that maybe they presented all of it to jesus now of course i don't uh say this to say give 18 months worth of your giving to Jesus I am saying they are a perfect example of honor and worship to Jesus we always must give God what he deserves and that's worship so as we give today as we put our letters into the uh, bucket give honor to Jesus um I'm, I'm, I'm encouraging you to attach your thanksgiving to your gift as you do this. So we're going to sing a song. Uh, I think um, Silent Night. In our not-so-silent nights, expect peace to come your way. And um, this is uh, an act that we all have to, uh, that we're all doing. A lot of times we just do it in our head. But whatever, if you, are you done with writing your notes to Jesus? Just say yes. Fold it up. You're going to put it in there. We're going to just, really, we're just going to throw these away after the, the letters. We're not going to read them. Um, maybe it's personal. Maybe it's not. But just so you know that. Um, would you stand with me? Lord, we love you today. We bless you today. We thank you that you came into the world as the prince of peace. We thank you that although the song says silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, we thank you that in the midst of, we know that that wasn't exactly the way it looked at the, in those times, but in the midst of that, somehow this baby, this Emmanuel brought a peace to the world and it continues to do that today, that you continue to be born inside our hearts and bring us peace. We love you. We pray that you would bless um, our missionaries that are in, that are going to Iraq. We pray that you would bless our undone ministries in their, in their ministry to the prison. Lord, we thank you for the ministry that we've just adopted, uh, the Springs Rescue Mission. And we pray as we do this uh, sock drive and this, even uh, this, it seems so, uns it seems unspiritual to say, but winter glove drive, that this is our way of giving a tangible uh, love to our community. Lord, I pray that you bless all of these things. And I pray that you would help us to uh, create in us hearts of thanksgiving. In Jesus' name.